presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghuman Avalon. It's Thursday, September 9th, and this is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. It started off with a $6 trillion price tag. Then it was lowered to $3.5 trillion. Now there's reporting suggesting that Senator Jill Manchin wants the total for the Democrats' reconciliation bill to drop as low as $1 to $1.5 trillion. Though for what it's worth, some people close to him say that his comfort zone is something closer to around $2 trillion. But here's the question. What exactly will the Democrats' top-line number be? The process of recrafting the bill will kick off in earnest today, as the House Ways and Means Committee, the Education Committee, and Labor Committee begin marking up their proposals. And already, there are tensions over the issues being voted on. For example, we're told that the $762 billion envisioned for education, which includes more than $450 billion for childcare and universal pre-K, and hundreds of billions more for school infrastructure and free community college, won't likely make it to the White House intact. Likewise, a battle for limited resources is driving the fight over which healthcare proposals to include, pitting the House against the Senate and the White House. Now, the dollar total will be dictated by how much Democrats can generate with tax hikes and other revenue raisers, which, by the way, is a huge area of contention itself. Democrats could find themselves with about $1 to $2 trillion in revenue, depending on how much they scale back the Trump tax cuts. They'll also net a large chunk of change from the prescription drug overhaul, though they're sparring over details of that plan as well. After that, the real fight will commence. How to spend the money. I feel like we're in like fight inception. There's a fight within a fight within a fight. Anyway, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi acknowledged the coming battles over limited dollars. Where would you cut? Childcare? Family medical leave? Universal pre-K? Home health care? Right now, most negotiations are taking place between House and Senate leadership and the White House. But the real veto power lies with Senator Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. So the more they communicate about what they will or won't accept, the better. That's according to two senior Democratic sources. It'll force Democrats to come to grips with the reality of having too few dollars to do what they want and start having the tough conversations that they've only begun to broach. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has promised to bring up long-stalled voting rights legislation when the Senate returns. The latest iteration is a bill that a small working group of Senate Democrats, meeting throughout the summer, have put together in an effort to attract all 50 members of the party's caucus. According to a congressional source familiar with the effort, with the work now done, Manchin, a member of the group, has started shopping the draft bill to Senate Republicans in an attempt to find 10 more votes to overcome a filibuster. Senate Democrats are watching the effort closely to see if it has any effect on Manchin's opposition to nuking the legislative filibuster. Manchin's success putting together the bipartisan infrastructure deal has removed some of the urgency in the Lutz campaign against the filibuster. Some Democrats believe the only way to change Manchin's mind is for the senator to experience a series of failures in getting GOP cooperation on what he believes should be bipartisan issues. With the government funding showdown, the debt ceiling, and now voting rights all lined up for Senate action, it should be a target-rich environment. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the president's daily brief. At 5 p.m., the president will deliver remarks on the COVID-19 pandemic and the Delta variant in the state dining room. There, he's expected to lay out a plan to push broad vaccination mandates and testing policies. 
Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. At 11 a.m. Eastern, Vice President Kamala Harris will deliver remarks at the U.S.-Mexico high-level economic dialogue. At 3.30, Harris will meet with abortion and reproductive health providers and patients from Texas, Mississippi, Kentucky, and New Mexico in the Vice President's ceremonial office. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 1 p.m. The House is out today, but the following House committees will have markups on reconciliation. Education and Labor, Natural Resources, Science, Space and Technology, Small Business, and Ways and Means. The Senate is out today. One last thing before we get out of here. The Biden administration is preparing to sue Texas over its abortion ban law as soon as today. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. You can catch a link to that story and everything else that's breaking in D.C. right now over at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghuman Navalan. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The federal minimum wage has been stuck at $7.25 an hour since 2009. In the same time, food and beverage costs have increased 18 percent, transportation costs up 16 percent, housing costs up 23 percent, and medical costs up 32 percent. In 2018, Amazon introduced a starting wage of at least $15 an hour for all U.S. employees. A new, independent study found that Amazon's wage increase produced a 2.6% increase in the average hourly wage among other employers in the same market. Learn more at aboutamazon.com 15. Yep, we're rolling. I'm Ryan Heath, and for seven years I've been writing a newsletter about global affairs, covering the CEOs who shape the economy, the lawmakers who set the rules, and the innovators who bend them. In that time, I've gotten to know a lot of them and their world pretty well. What do you think the longest pause is someone's ever taken when you've asked them like a really hard question? Oh, that's easy. Um, it was Emmanuel Macron and I asked him when was the last time he'd built a piece of Ikea furniture and the dude could not answer the question. I think Tony Blair certainly flirts with his eyes. Is there an airport tip you have? There is an amazing bakery at Copenhagen Airport called Hakasuset. <laughs> I can never say it right. <laughs> now I'm doing a different kind of interview. With the same sources I've kept tabs on for years, more personal conversations that usually happen behind closed doors in Davos and the UN. Is it just something that you have to accept is out of your control now? Of course I'm worried. We're doing this in a pandemic. We all have to be worried. Every week, there'll be activists, regulators, business leaders, like NATO's Jens Stoltenberg and Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. African leaders need to spend more time with their young people, and they need to empower them to lead in the future. The balance of power is always shifting. Global Insider is how you keep up. We launch September 15th in this feed. See you there. Laukehusa. Laukehusa. <laughs> we're, we're humans, not robots, so I can't make it sound like the robot.